and we are live on everything. Are you this? You know what today is, everybody? Today is January first, twenty twenty-three. Happy New Year! I hope you had a fantastic twenty twenty-two. But the truth is, twenty twenty-two wasn't the best of the years, but it was a great year. You know why? Because we lived it. And that is why it's fantastic. But now is the first day, the very first day of a brand new year, a year where we could decide to be fantastic, to be great. And 2023 is going to be the year of citizen journalism. Mark my words. The prediction of this year is 2023 will be the year when citizen journalism explodes across the Internet into your ears. And I want to make you an offer. I want to make you an offer of a lifetime. <sighs> Here's the offer. If I get 1,000 subscribers by the end of January on my Rumble channel, which is Ownership Economy, or you can search the Jonathan Cogan show. If I get 1,000 bad boys and bad girls, whatever that means, on my Rumble channel as subscribers by January 31st, 2023. I will make a video every single day, not like seven videos a week. No, no. Every single day from February 1st to December 31st, 2023, zero days off, guaranteed, 100%. Every single day, you will get a new John the Kogan show. I burped. Excuse me. Okay. So I thought that because I am predicting 2023 to be the outbreak, the breakthrough, of citizen journalism that we should start off by promoting other great citizen journalists who remind us what it's like to do real journalism, to do real reporting. And one of those people in the club on the side of truth, um, on the side of the Jonathan Cogan show. Oh yeah. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast, subscribe to the rumble channel, YouTube channel, and, uh, share with, you know, two friends for the new year. Say happy new year. You want to learn some truth? Here's the Jonathan Cogan show at your service. Um, man, it's crazy. What is it? 140 episodes? It's bonkers. So citizen journalism, 2023 is the year. Redacted news is definitely one of those places. Okay. And they, I thought this story they did is bombshell. I mean, I don't, you know, I only use the word bombshell when it's a true bombshell. This is a bombshell story. You know, we go through event 201 and these simulations that the elites do. And then all of a sudden it magically comes true many months later. You know, they, 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 they're playing a big game of risk with our lives. No big deal. It's whatever, you know, it's peasant shut up. So, uh, redacted found some breaking news about how the Hunter Biden laptop, the Ukraine war and our good friend, George Soros, which I still can't believe that I got a text for, I, I went to temple when I was little. Okay. I was forced to go to temple, which is okay. It's fantastic. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's not fantastic, but it is what it is. Okay. Maybe it's a good thing to do. And one of my Jew friends there texted me out of the blue a few podcasts ago when I talked about Yay. Because, you know, Yay says some crazy stuff, but he says some funny stuff. You know, we can separate. We don't just blanket a full conversation. Like, we don't say, you know, like the whole energy is bad. Energy is good. No, we don't do that. This podcast is about nuance. This podcast is about maximizing information to then make the best decision possible. For long term, um, long term, uh, uh, reputation. Okay. We want to have the highest 
long-term credibility ever. And so to jump to conclusions is stupid. Okay. So Andrew Tate guilty, bad for you. Andrew Tate innocent, bad for you. We look at nuance. Okay. So when we watch yay go bananas on Alex Jones, we go, wow, that's bananas. This, he goes, I love Hitler. Like he's coming out, he's coming on his face going, I love Hitler. It's weird. Okay. It's weird. Okay. It's weird to do that over any man. Okay. I love Biden. That would be very strange. Okay. You start coming, talking about a president. It's weird. Okay. Like it's weird. Okay. Go back and like, look at pictures of like Carmen Electra from 1998 or something. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, he goes, oh, I love Hitler. And he's like, oh, and he's just foaming at the mouth. It's weird. Okay. But then he's got net and he's got Yahoo, Yoohoo, whatever. And it's funny. All right. So I said the thing about, yeah, hey, let's address the question. Do Jews run the world? I do not know the answer. I will never know the answer because this Jew doesn't run the world. So I can't know, but I can address the question. So I addressed the question in a fair, reasonable way. I had some friends defend me and then I had past Jew friends attack me and he texts me. He goes, you should be ashamed of yourself. You're a terrible, terrible Jew. You should, he didn't say this, but he basically said, you should burn in hell. And I said, how dare you? How dare you? I addressed the question fairly, objectively from a non-Jew lens. And you should appreciate that I tried to do that because most people want to jump and go, we can't talk about this. Can't talk about this. This is terrible. And they censor it. Or other people go, oh my God. Yeah. We love Hitler. Okay. Those are very far extremes. Okay. We don't go with either of those. We look at nuance and we took apart the conversation, address the issue and go, oh my God, maybe it's a half truth. Maybe it's a few families that run the world and the Rothschilds are one of those families and they're Jewish. But then you got the Rockefellers who love eugenics and they were, they funded the Nazis and all that stuff. And what do you know? They, they funded, you know, they're funding this transhumanism approach going on right now. So they love eugenics. They love it. It's like their thing. But they're not Jewish. So it's a half truth. You see what I'm saying here? It's a half truth. So Redacted had a great piece right now. Oh, and, and the point I brought that up is because he defended he defended George Soros. He goes, you brought up George Soros and you're going to give a reputation of, of, of this conspiracy that he's part of a cabal that runs the world and that he's a bad person or something. I'm like, well, here's the truth. George Soros is a terrible person. I played that 60 minute clips where he literally said on 60 minutes in 1999, yes, I stole the goods from the Jews that were being round up to go to concentration camps and burn in showers. And I took their gold and all that stuff. And they go, wow, that sounds like you need mental help. Like that had to be really, really tough. And he goes, no, it didn't affect me at all. Someone had to do it. I'm like what? 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 He was disguising as a son of like some Christian would round up all the Jews goods and then made a fortune off of it. And then became, and he's a terrible human being and he loves open borders and he loves all the stuff that's being funded right now is all him. Who's the biggest funder of BLM? Black Lives Matters. George Soros. Number two, Bill Gates. You got to understand the facts. George Soros. Sure. He's Jewish or he was born Jewish, but he's a self-hating Jew. He's a terrible human being. And if you want to defend him just for the sole fact that he was born Jewish, you need to understand nuance in your life. There could be Jewish people that are very bad. Guess what? There can be Christian people that are very bad. There can be atheist people that are really bad. And guess what? There's very bad people that are all of the above. Okay? So get it in your head that it has nothing to do with the religion, has nothing to do with the way you look, nothing to do with the way you're born. It has to do with decisions that you make. And the decisions you make in life is what creates your reputation, your credibility. And if you decide to make terrible decisions throughout the course of your life, like George Soros, then you will be known as a terrible human being forever. And that is what he has chosen to do has nothing to do with Judaism. It has to do with his terrible decision-making 
capabilities. Okay, now, redacted news. Citizen journalism, Ukraine, George Soros, Hunter Biden, simulations like, like Exercise 201. Well, guess what? George Soros ran, un, they ran even more, we came across more, or redacted news, came across more documents that they were running even more exercises when we found out about the Hunter Biden laptop and the Ukraine war. This is unbelievable reporting. We're going to break it down. We're going to go through it. This is journalism. Let me remind you what journalism is. This is it. Here we go. Take it away, guys. Let's talk about this story. So what are Democrats hiding in Ukraine? What is George Soros, the billionaire, hiding in Ukraine? What is Hunter Biden hiding in Ukraine? Turns out quite a bit, uh, so much so that they had a game plan in place for when we all figured it out, when the when the jig was up, basically. Now, remember, the FBI had in its possession, just for some context here, the FBI had in its possession Hunter Biden's laptop in 2019, well before the election, remember, 2019, yes. they had the laptop in place, right? Uh, if we didn't believe that before yesterday, we do now because Michael Schellenberger published the uh, subpoena asking yes. the laptop shop for it. Yeah, so we know unequivocally that the FBI had it in their possession. We knew that a long time ago because the New York Post told us that was the case, but... Now we have confirmation of that. They were a deplatform for doing so. Now, at least, that is accepted information yeah. to talk about. So that date is very important, 2019. And thanks to the documents unearthed in, in the Twitter files, we now know that George Soros funded a role-playing exercise in September of that year, 2020. What? Okay, just stay with me on this. This is freaking crazy. It was designed, this role-playing exercise... They gamed this whole thing out. George Soros and his merry band of, of freaks uh, rolled this thing out, designed to hide Hunter Biden's shady business dealings in Ukraine. You can't make this up. Perhaps this is why he's been so worried about the destruction of his investments in Ukraine or the destruction of Ukraine because of all the land that he owns in Ukraine and the bio labs that he's been helping to fund in Ukraine, saying that civilization might not survive because Russia is going into Ukraine. Listen to George Soros. I've added some subtitles so you can understand Lizard Man. Since the last I was meeting, the course of his history has changed dramatically. Russia invaded Ukraine. That has taken Europe to its core. The European Union had been established to prevent such a thing from happening. Even when the fighting stops, as it eventually must, the situation will never revert to what it was before. The invasion may have been the beginning of the Third World War, and our civilization may not survive it. So Mr. Sunshine uh, was running a nonprofit group called Open Society Foundation that put on a fake multi-day event carried out by the, absent, the Aspen Institute. Uh, in order to deal with bad news around Hunter Biden's shady business dealings. Let me repeat that. George Soros gamed out a whole multi-day event in which they played out a scenario where if something happened to Hunter Biden, 
that showed his shady business dealings with his dad, we would have a game plan in place with the media to respond to Practice it. This makes perfect. Okay. I mean, really? This is true. Um, so Michael Schellenberger reporting in the Twitter files, the organizer of this event was Vivian Schiller, the former CEO of NPR, the former head of news at Twitter, former general manager of New York Times, former chief digital officer of NBC News. Attendees included Meta's Facebook head of security policy and the top national security reporters for the New York Times, Washington Post, and others. Now, according to the Daily Caller, the training exercise was titled The Burisma Leak. Huh. The Burisma Leak. Like, what a title. Yes, um, I know what that is. Okay. The Ukrainian energy company for whom... Wait, where do I know Where do I know the Burisma? Sorry, where do I know that? What is that? That's... Uh, are you asking for real? Are you being no, it's, 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 Yeah, it's, no, for real. I, I, oh, Burisma it's, it's, oh, is okay, the okay. energy company that Hunter Biden was a, an investor in. Yeah. So right, right, thank you. Here's the shitty Ukrainian energy deal. Doesn't that make you think, by the way, we're having this horrible energy crisis for the first time since the late 70s. This energy crisis is the worst energy crisis this world has ever seen. And Hunter Biden, who's the current president's son, is the foremost energy expert in the world. Why are they not consulting him? Isn't that weird? We should have this guy on all the mainstream media channels asking for advice, for wisdom, like for strategy. Right. For game planning out, we're in the energy crisis and it's going to get worse. And we have we're so fortunate to have the president's son, the number one voice, the number one mind in all of energy policy. And we're not even consulting him. How dumb are we peasants? We really don't. So they, yeah. they labeled it right after. It's like, I don't know. It's like having ties with Epstein and then like calling it the Epstein leak. Like it's like, well, now it yes. exactly what it is. when you hear that, that word, your spidey sense has to go off because you know that this is something that the Biden administration and the Biden campaign did not want you to link to Hunter Biden. Right. So good. We got this game plan called the Burisma leak leak involved a series of hypothetical leaks during October, 2020 showing that Hunter Biden had made more money in his role at Burisma than previously disclosed. This was like the fake leak that they were coming up with and had communicated with his father about his work there, Schellenberger reported. The exercise was meant to shape how the media covered the eventual leak of the Hunter Biden laptop story and the way that the social media platforms carried it. This is a following from the game plan. This is, this is a following from game plan. Uh, they followed it to a T. So here it is. Here it is on your screen. So day one, October 5th, anonymous website, bidencrimes.info, and a Twitter account, Hunter LOLs, begin posting documents that purport to be from Burisma. And it goes on and on. The Drudge Report, day two, Tuesday, links to the anonymous website, bidencrimes.info, and the site is quickly picked up by other fringe media. It begins to spread on social media sites. Then Fox and Friends on October 7th discusses Biden crimes in its 8 a.m. block, 7 a.m. block. Donald Trump tweets six minutes later. I mean, this is like unbelievable what happened. Like, this is what happened, right? Three reporters then end up covering it, blah, 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 blah. And then, all right, let's go to the next slide, because then this is unbelievable. And I want to call your attention to the third bullet point here on this list. So, which is, well, the Biden campaign adopted the policy of Hillary Clinton's campaign in 2016, and the Macron campaign says they will not confirm the veracity of any documents 
That's the plan. Then CrowdStrike announces without further detail and has reason to believe that BidenCrimes.info is the work of Fancy Bear, which is a uh, a foreign adv- a foreign actor. Oh. Fan- Fancy Bear APT28 is a foreign actor. So Is that some kind of um, euphemism for Russia? Yeah, basically. Like we're going to it's a foreign actor, Fancy Bear Fancy Bear APT 28. It's like, you know, it's like a Russian actor, Russian, (laughs) right? Fancy Bear. They're going to blame it on that. Like they're going to come out. This is all planned, guys. Like, and here, number three, this third bullet point here is CNN's Jim Sciotto reports an anonymous Cloudflare executive who says that he doubts the CrowdStrike appraisal. Cloudflare believes that no foreign actor is involved and has evidence that Biden leaks uh, is being hosted and run by Americans. So I just want to point out there, like, a bunch of stuff there. First of all, unbelievable, right? And this is, like, how this all happened. Um, and so I was not surprised at all to see Jim Sciuto's name on there from CNN. They use him at CNN as an example for this story, deep state mouthpiece. Of, like, who could we get to say these things we need to say? Yes, exactly. So I wasn't surprised at all because he always is, like, putting out news from deep state deep state sources. Right. He's the whatever the intelligence state wants to get out there. Go to go to CNN. Give it to Jim because he'll push out any of this fake propaganda. Wait, I need to pause for a second. Are you being a conspiracy theorist? Because you need to shut off your brain. Stop using your analytical skills and just listen and do not. I repeat, do not think for yourself. This is dangerous to think for yourself. You cannot handle this information. Remember that. You cannot handle, say it with me, I cannot handle this information and I will dismiss this as a conspiracy once it finishes. And boom! And then I, I, I flash the light in your eyes like in Men in Black and then you forget everything. Continue. Yeah, the story, they seemingly feed it to the guy who were, you know, puts it out right away on CNN. Look, here's a couple of examples. I called this out months ago in the end of August when he was tweeting about that Ukrainian offensive that he got all the scoop about that was about to happen. Like, they literally gave him battlefield details. Like, what a pile of shit this was. Like, no, come on. You're going to give Jim Sciuto at CNN exactly what the Ukrainian forces and Americans are going to do in Ukraine? No, you're not. This was a total plant of a story in order to try to raise more money and boost morale. Ukrainian forces have begun shaping operations in South Ukraine to prepare the battlefield for a significant Ukrainian offensive. Two senior U.S. officials briefed on Intel tell me. U.S. believes the long-anticipated counteroffensive will include air and ground ops. Sure. So he here he is before the 2020 election peddling intelligence state garbage and talking points on CNN's air. Watch. We are one year away, less than a year away from the next election, three years after Russia, with consequence, interfered, meddled in the 2016 election. One thing is clear from everybody who testified is the president of the United States never expressed any interest in defending the U.S. against that kind of interference. In fact, what he did, he was interested in a whole lot of other stuff that that undermines that goal of defending U.S. election from Russian interference, one of which uh, Fiona Hill which was presenting an alternate explanation, an entirely false one, that it was Ukraine that somehow hacked the DNC server, not Russia. So, you you know, clear from the testimony that this is not a priority for the president uh, uh, protecting the election, but also clear uh, that he was moving the machinery of government to pursue something that undermines that defense, repeating Kremlin talking points. 
Ah, isn't it amazing? Like your your name is literally in a George Soros back document. As right. someone who will comply. Yes. I just love it. I, I mean, just, that's gotta be the that's gotta be the easiest job in the world to be the reporter that just spits out what the Pentagon tells yeah. you to. Because you don't have to do any investigating. It's just like, yeah, I'll just I want that job kind well, I would hate that job, but <laughs> right. I want a job that easy would be nice. You just wear the suit. So you come you into the office. The you just come into the office that day and you go over to the, the you go over to the CIA fax machine that you have set up in your office. You've got four fax machines, one from the Department of Homeland Security, FBI, CIA, and I don't know pentagon and oh what am i talking about today oh pentagon officials tell me breaking news i better go down and tell the newsroom and i'm going to go right on the air that's how this shit works it's unbelievable he's a great brady do you ever see that brady bunch where they just choose him because he fits the suit yes yes that's exactly what he is exactly he fits the suit he fits the mouthpiece of intelligence um recently yoel roth told kara swisher um, that he had been primed to think about the Russian hacking group, ATP-28, right? This Russian bear, uh, this like foreign adversary, right? He'd been primed, as Schellenberger writes about this, um, before the news of the Hunter Biden laptop came out. When it did, then Roth said, well, it set off every single one of my finely tuned uh, Russian bear hack and leak operation along because he'd been primed because George Soros and they put on this whole this whole charade with how this thing was going to roll out. Watch. We learn about DC leaks and we learn about the intersection between APT 28, a unit of Russian military intelligence, a hacking group. And so the morning of the Hunter Biden story in the New York post happens and it was weird, right? We didn't know what to believe. We didn't know what was true. There was, there was smoke. And ultimately for me, uh, it didn't reach a place where I was comfortable removing this content from Twitter, but it set off every single one of my finely tuned APT 28 hack and leak campaign alarm. Right, so it looked- oh, because they primed you for it. <laughs> it set off my finely tuned. Um, they, they told you what to think. But now that we they have did. seen his email behavior extensively, I don't buy that. Mm-hmm. He seemed very willing to do whatever. Uncle Sam wanted him to do. Do this. Okay. Right. Jump. How high? What do I need to do? I'll do anything for you. Yes. Um, So that's nice of him to say about himself in hindsight, uh, but I don't feel like his behavior, I think that he has a disconnect from himself. So we learned today something really interesting. Um, We learned today that COVID vaccines were being tested at biolabs in Ukraine. Let me repeat that. Redacted has learned from a trusted source that COVID vaccines were being tested at biolabs in Ukraine, biolabs that Hunter Biden were intimately was intimately familiar with. Um, As Redacted reported months ago here on this program, Hunter Biden was involved in funding those biolabs in Ukraine. Uh, Biolabs that the U.S. State Department has confirmed existed and testified during Congress that they were involved in biological projects. Yeah. Yeah, which they wouldn't go much, you know, in greater. If, if, well, for months they denied it. <laughs> they told us absolutely not. That's a joke. There, there is no oh, yeah, such yeah. thing. Uh, but then, of course, they did confirm it reluctantly. Yes. But now we know. Uh, and what we'd long was that there was some that they were testing COVID nineteen vaccines in Ukraine at these bio labs, as we reported on Redacted in twenty fourteen, a firm, a Meta Bio Meta Biota 
worst name ever, uh, which specializes in detecting, tracking, and analyzing potential disease outbreaks, signed an $18 million federal contract as a subcontractor for Black and VH in Georgia and Ukraine. Meta Biota was started with the help from President Biden and his, from uh, President Biden's son, Hunter Biden, and his investment firm, Rosemont Seneca Technologies Partners, which he founded alongside John Kerry's stepson in 2009. Russia wants to know, of course, hey, what bioweapons is the United States developing in these biolabs in Ukraine? Turns out some serious shit's being built there. Uh, a few weeks ago, Russia officially submitted a complaint with the United Nations to expose this secret. Uh, what is the United States hiding there? And the United Nations said, sorry, we can't tell you the truth. <laughs> United UN Security Council votes against probe into apps. Not into that one. Not interested. Of course, you'll recall the U.S. denied there were any bio labs in Ukraine at all. The Department of Defense even called it Russian propaganda, laughable Russian propaganda. Shut up, don't ask questions, said John Kirby when he was asked about this by reporters on March 9th. And, and on this issue of um, uh, military biological um, labs in Ukraine that the Russians keep uh, raising, yeah. can you basically explain to us what type of relationship, if any, there was between the Pentagon and the Ukrainian side on any biological labs? Uh, when was the last cooperation? And what do you have to say about these Russian accusations? The Russian accusations uh, are absurd. They're laughable. And, uh, you know, in the words of my Irish Catholic grandfather, a bunch of malarkey. There's nothing to it. It's classic Rus Russian propaganda, and uh, and uh, I wouldn't, uh, if I were you, I, I wouldn't give it, uh, I wouldn't give it a drop of ink worth worth paying attention to. Yeah, don't write about it. Just look the other way. Don't even do anything about it. So of course they, you knew they'd want to keep this all quiet, right? That's why George Soros put on this multi-day event. Uh, the New York Post story appeared to reveal that Hunter Biden introduced his father, then Vice President Joe Biden, to a top executive from a Ukrainian energy company known as Burisma. So they knew about this. They knew exactly what was on the laptop. They knew about the shady dealings. They knew all of it. Less than a year later, the elder Biden reportedly pressured the Ukrainian government to fire a prosecutor who was looking into the firm at Burisma. Most of the mainstream news outlets refused to report on the story prior to the election, and Twitter and Facebook both suppressed the story. Yes. And George Soros's tentacles go very, very deep into this, into this Ukrainian. Is that not crazy? And speaking about that, they mentioned compliance. You know, they want your compliance. How good is compliance? Do you remember when Albert Bola, I wish I was a little bit taller, the CEO of Pfizer said this at the World Economic Forum about compliance? It is a basically biological chip that it is in the tablet. And once you take the tablet and dissolves into your stomach, sends a signal that you took the tablet. So imagine the applications of that, uh, compliance, uh, the insurance companies to know that the medicines that patients should take, they do take them. Uh, it is uh, fascinating what happens in, in uh, this field. The compliance, isn't it amazing with the technology and the innovation, the compliance we can get out of this, the compliance, we all the powers that be care about is your compliance and that you do not think for yourself.
and that you listen and you do as you're told. And if you do anything other than what you are told, you're done. You're going to jail. All right. That is called citizen journalism. And that is what we are going to see an explosion of in 2023. Again, this is the first day of the year. So if you subscribe to the Jonathan Cogan show, if you follow or subscribe to the Rumble channel, Ownership Economy of the Jonathan Cogan show, and that gets up to a thousand subs by the end of January, I will post a video every single day from February 1st to December 31st, 2023, zero days off, not a thousand subs, not every day. So I'm kind of worried if you guys do that, if you share it and it happens. But this is what the world needs. And I think people are recognizing that the corporate media is corrupt and that the whole thing, the whole house of cards is falling apart and that you'll never trust them again, ever, ever. How can you ever trust the mainstream media after what they have done the past three years? It's impossible. It's done. It's over. The business model is done. And that the citizen journalism is about to seriously explode. Redacted news is a trustworthy source. That, my friends is real journalism. And I wanted to start off 2023 by reminding people what real journalism was and is. And that is a perfect example. So again, if you want to subscribe to John the Kogan show, if you want to donate patreon.com forward slash ownership economy or listen wherever you get your podcasts, I appreciate it. I love it. I think this is going to be the breakout year for citizen journalism, the breakout year for the Jonathan Kogan show. And thank you for, for everybody in Albania making us the number one news commentary podcast in all of Albania. I don't even know. There's like 4 million people. That's amazing. Number like eight overall in news, but number one in news commentary. You guys are awesome. You're amazing. Finally, we got ranked in India. One of the biggest markets we're bullish on in the next 10 years because everybody in India is about to get online. They're, they're building amazing infrastructure in India. Over a billion people are about to have internet access. And most people in India write, type in English or can talk in English. But when you, you know, with the internet and you, you know, respond comments and communicate in English, you can't tell if someone has an accent or whatever. It's all, it's all the same playing field. And India is going to be a massive market. So there's so many people in India that aren't online that could be subscribers and fans and part of the community. And, you know, it's amazing. So we're super pumped to be on the India uh, top charts because I can't, I can't tell y'all bullish. I am on India. I'm very bullish on Saudi Arabia. We got a lot of listeners there. Those are massive, massive markets. Um, and the West is kind of going downhill, but it's going to take a long time for such a massive, massive conglomerate of developed countries to really fall apart. But uh, energy crisis food crisis, all manufactured. And again, what Henry Kissinger said, control the money, control the world, central bank digital currencies. You want to stay up to date on everything you need to know that no other mainstream outlets definitely not covering, but it's great to see redacted covering great news. They were behind the Jonathan Kogan show with the great reset. Most people were not a lot of people had the cojones, the bulls to talk about that stuff back in, uh, I talked about it in May of June of last year. And uh, now everybody's talking about it. We were the first to break it. Well, not the first overall, obviously, but one of the first people to to talk about it regularly on the podcast before it was widely accepted. And so if you want the real news, no bias, no political affiliation, anti-politics, objective view, no emotions, just truth, whether it's good, whether it's bad, where you can use your decision-making skills, your analytical skills, your brain to make your own decisions, this is the podcast for you. We don't affiliate with politics. We don't affiliate with Republicans, Democrats, or independents. We don't believe in politics. We think it's all theater. It's all fake. And um, we just believe in truth. All we care about is the search for the truth. Nothing more. That's it. 
All I care about is the search for the truth. And that's all we should care about. And then if you want to add your little emotional spin to it, God bless you. That's fantastic. All right, everybody. First day of the year. Seriously, have a happy and healthy new year. Make this year better than 2022. Probably won't take much for that to happen. Do I think 2023 will overall macroeconomically be a better year and geopolitically than 2022? No, I don't. I think it will be worse. I think the famines are going to start late in the year in Africa and, you know, it's part of Europe, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I think we could come through this together. And just like the Soviet Union fell by people building uh, parallel economies, creating a new because everything was centralized and everything sucked. Right. People created a whole parallel economy. That's what we have to build now. We got to rebuild. We can't trust our institutions anymore. The CDC, the everything's corrupt. OK. And so it's up to us, the people, the peasants to build parallel structures and organizations and communities to defeat this ridiculousness. That's this clown world going on around us. And we will win if we support one another. And. This is going to be an amazing year because this is going to be the year of citizen journalism, of communities, localized. You know, you can vote with your money. Don't go to Walmart. Don't go to Target. Go to some local store. Go to Jeffrey Subs and buy one of his shitty subs over Subway, whatever. Just do that stuff. Support your local market. That's how you make a difference. You can't, you know, during the pandemic, had to do that AI algorithm. Uh People, you know, Walmart could stay open because I don't know, the virus doesn't go there. But, you know, Joe's salon couldn't stay open or, or Kathy's nails and salon couldn't stay open. Yeah, it was all to put small business out of business. Okay. But we are going to support small business this year and we're going to make 2020, 2023 is the year of the peasants. You, I, us, we peasant life for life. This is the year of the peasants. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing start of the year. And let's get off on the right foot, even if you're a lefty. All right. God bless. Bye.